Nerd School is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improve. Hey, fellows. It's the first night of another season. Nerd Lord, have Hey. I am a super nerd. Oh, my glasses are broken. I am a super nerd. <laughs> I am a super nerd. Excelsior. Excelsior. Nerd. The Nerd School Podcast. Starring Andy. My name is Andy. I am a super, super, uh, I'm a former um, entertainment journalist. TBJ. Hi, this is Tiffany. You may hear me be referred to as TBJ. TBJ, y'all. I am what I like to call a surprise nerd. Art Star. My name is Art Star. AKA Art Star. He's the nerd Gotham City deserves. And uh, yours truly, <laughs> call me Joe. Well, I'm excited to be back in school. School's back in session, and we're going to move on to a new movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, we're going to jump in. We all just. Recently rewatched Thor, and I have a million questions that TBJ, Art Star, and Professor Andy are here to help me with. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey, hey welcome back. <laughs> yes. It's been a while. Uh, this is great. The mighty Thank Art you guys Star for being here. Yeah. The Mari, mighty Art don't, Star. Don't, don't worry mighty me. In front don't of worry me. I believe I can lift Milnor. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you say it? Milnor, That's the yeah. big thing. Mil- uh, Milnor. I'm That's how Milnor. Art says it. Oh, I'm gonna, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say it like uh, the scientist and blah blah blah. Yeah, I didn't know for the art time. Stuff. I was, uh, How do you say it? Andy? You know, Nordic J's are like wise, I guess. So it's Mjolnir. Mjolnir. No, yeah. okay, yeah, no, yeah. Mr. Say Mr. Fancy. Movie, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I thought it was Mjolnir. I just pronounced it like <laughs> yeah. it's spelled. I ain't even tried when I was like, whatever. <laughs> Thor's hammer. I don't remember ever being <laughs> aware like of Thor's it as a kid, but right. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's the hammer, guys. Right. It's, it's the hammer. hammer. Like even That's... even when I was watching the watch through, I just kept saying to myself, Jotunheim, Jotunheim, Jotunheim. Jotunheim. Yeah, it starts with a J. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Right. And that was a question too with Jotunheim. I was like, oh wait, okay. Look, I, I usually have the subtitles on, so that helps mm-hmm. in the spelling too. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, that's that's how you say what they're saying. But man. Um, but yeah, so I just rewatched it on Disney Plus. Did you guys? Do you guys all have Disney Plus? Yeah, sure do. Yeah, yeah, you got to right. You ner- if you're a nerd, you got to. In my Plus. nerd pocket, uh, Disney is required. <laughs> so I'll get to this at the end of the thing, but Disney Plus has some really cool things that I didn't realize, and I don't know if it's a new feature, but at the end, uh, when you know you jump to the after credit scene, they have a little thing that says "skip credits." Uh, that pops up. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. I don't know if that's new or not, but I was like, oh, skip credits. What an ingenious thing. Yeah, it's that's... perfect for Marvel because uh, you skip right to the okay. after credits. Yeah, yeah, I didn't click it because I thought it would just skip the whole credits, including the the thing. What? You're, yeah, you're right. I thought that's what it meant leave at first. I was like, oh, is it going to start over? But no, it works. It skips the credits and goes to the after credit scene. And then I also noticed on Disney Plus, I don't know if all the movies have this, but this had a lot of, this had deleted scenes and extras and stuff. And so I watched some of that, and I have a lot of questions, but we're not. I'll save that to the end. Mm. Um, All right. And it might not be even in this episode because 
Sometimes we talk for hours, and it, it might be two episodes from now that we get to can that. I just, we will get to those. Can right? I just say this yeah. before we start? Yeah, you can say whatever you want, mighty art star. Don't do you... that. Don't give him carbonche. <laughs> yeah, either, either that or the worthy. Either or she's either. But uh, have any? Have you guys all seen WW84 yet? Yes. No. I'm waiting. Well, okay. It's, I, it's, I it's, not, it's not even about the about that. I was watching um, the, the the guys from How Did This Get Made, and they was reviewing. Yeah. WW84, and it was talking yeah. about, you know, just things about it. And it made me think about Thor based on kind of a, I don't know, I don't know if me and Joe was having this conversation or if it was me and the other guy, like Josh from, from work was talking about it. But it was like, I think, yeah, no matter of fact, because Joe, Joe, you had mentioned how you fell asleep. Yeah, we were bullshit. We saw each other at work la uh, Saturday night, right. so we were bullshitting about. Yeah, so you were sitting there and, and I had to stop you. I had to stop you. and I said, "Save it for the podcast." We can't no, wait I mean, talk I, about I, this. It's just, but it's not. This, this is just. This is just before we even dive into it. Like I had this thought. It was like I was wondering if they, if the guys from How to Just Get Made, if they made a episode about this movie because. Every time I watch this movie, I have that thought of like, not necessarily how, maybe not necessarily how, but why. So that's uh, just about just, Thor? Yeah, about just just going in right now. I want you guys to, I want everyone to know that like, I feel some type of way about this movie. But let's start. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, okay. I would say when uh, that was one of my biggest question marks when the MCU started was how in the world. Are they going to make Thor work in a modern movie? Because he's yeah, such, yeah, it's such a ridiculous thing. It's, and I think those are my biggest questions: is does this work? Is this stupid? Uh, and I have arguments for both sides as I've gone through. I've like it's just going to be my argument for why I think this might work. And I don't know if I hate it. There was parts where I just stopped watching. I was like, ah, oh, God, this is dumb. I don't want to watch this one. Uh, and then I went back to it, and then I enjoyed. Like I, I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. Mm -hmm. Again, even though I'm I've already gonna, seen it, so maybe the only one. But I enjoyed Thor. But I also enjoyed it not because it was a superhero movie. I mean, that's part of it. But guys, Hemsworth. Yeah, that's what okay. I said. That was it. <laughs> just him. Idris, just, yeah. Okay. Right. Idris Elba Listen. is attractive. Yeah, you get all this attractiveness for you. This is like days. <laughs> I mean, it's a, very, it's a sweet movie. And I know not every nerd wants to watch a sweet movie, but I think this is a sweet movie. Men do, it all really the, men do it all of the time. We watch crappy movies because of the eye candy in it. I think they did a really good job of distilling Thor into something that fits. Mm -hmm. Because just I'll, I'll go through some of the uh, the history in a minute, but uh, it, Thor is a mythological god, right? Of thunder and uh, it's and it, yeah. I was going to go through the history. I was going to start with you know Thor is the North god of thunder, the sky, and agriculture. <laughs> from and he was popular from around seven ninety to eleven hundred CE, and he was. Uh, CE, whatever that means from the site I'm looking at. But yeah, so uh, wait, wait a second. So I think my biggest question with that whole thing is like it is so difficult <laughs> because someone 
back in the 60s or whatever, made the decision to add this Norse god into comic books and then to add him to Avengers and stuff. Like, it's one thing to have the comic about this Norse god or whatever that people can read, but then you add him in with all the Hulk and everybody. So you're forcing everyone to make these realistic, try to make these realistic movies with ridiculous... How do you even... Well, um, keep it... I mean, it's, Hemsworth's it's comic books in the godlike. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hemsworth's if, got if, a body. If Hemsworth so. wasn't that cut and that built, I don't see how Thor really works. But also, uh, comics in general were about the craziest, weird stuff you could think of. Throw everything at the wall. You could, you, your imagination was not limited by budget or realism. It was about mm-hmm. telling the fanciest, most craziest stories that kids would want to buy off the stands. So yeah. this massive blonde dude with a hammer that calls down lightning you can kick the crap out of aliens. That's what it was for. And then I guess they since they decided to just put all their popular characters into one book to make it a really popular thing. Yeah. It, it's and that was I guess part of the fun was figuring out how the all these disparate things, Iron Man and Thor and the Hulk, all these guys are going to work together. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like I feel like they did a good job in this movie as far as, uh, like you know, they have that scientist guy even like talking about this can't be real. These are Back things I learned about as a kid, and they have him pull out the library book and show. It's like they didn't. Sh- I think it's better than if they would have shied away from it and pretended that wasn't a thing. Yeah, I, I guess you know. No, I mean I that's it's a whole realm of the Marvel universe is the whole magic thing and they've kind of demagicked yeah. a lot of asgard to make it just oh it's just another planet as opposed to this yeah. other otherworldly dimension but uh it's and, and i gotta say like that bit that shot of the main hall of asgard the big shiny golden castle it looks like a pipe yeah. organ <laughs> like yeah. I keep you're not lying you're not lying yeah. it, that's that's the impression i get every time i see that yeah, it does. But also uh, remember, yeah. we're looking at this from a 2021 lens, and this movie was made in 2011. 2011. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, we are. Yeah, that is I, true. And, and, and actually, I will say that as we go through these things, watching them again, all I hear is Tiffany in my head, like, you got to understand what year it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, that's it, funny. It's a whole thing. Like, uh, if I assume we've all seen all three Thor movies, yeah, but uh, we'll get to that uh, later. But just oh, even when, yeah. when we get to the next movie, it's gonna it's gonna come up. The issues are going to come up with the time for when it was made and what we what we have now. You know, yeah. with I mean, a Captain this America. Was at a time, we had two Iron Man movies and we had that Hulk movie that was kind of not so well received. So yeah, this was the so next we're still early. Yeah, this is early in the MCU still. Yeah, yeah, it's the next big step that it's Robert Downey Jr. made those Iron Man movies work, and the Hulk movie didn't entirely work. So Thor was like a big mystery. Was right? Yeah, will like, this work? Like will I this said, make a turn to more success, or will they start failing and then just make shit? Yes, and be- this because had I mean every bit of potential to be a shit show. Right. So not to do not to not to be like the extra credit guy or the kiss up too much to the teachers here, but over the Christmas break, we're we're now recording this. Those of you know, don't know, we're 
we we put them out way ahead, so we're like five episodes behind, which I'm sure we'll catch up at some point. But it's it's January 2021 right now. The beginning New Year's is just brand new. Um, but uh, over the break, I was just curious, and I forgot all about the Batman movies, and I was thinking about Tiff since Tiff loves <laughs> Batman, and I and I happen to notice a clarification moment. I am. Batman. <laughs> That's right. right. She's she Batman. is Batman. She's the new Batman. For what I, and she'll get to that. So I, I noticed, I started realizing that I think we've talked about it here and there. Like, who's your favorite Batman? And everybody has their different opinion. I don't know. I've always said Val Kilmer, but I think I was just kidding. <laughs> yeah. but, and then I realized, so, so anyway, they were all on HBO Max, the ones from the 90s. And so the Michael, I watched the Michael Keaton ones, the Val Kilmer one, and George Clooney, and the first first one of uh, Christian Bale, uh, the guy from Christian Bale. I can never remember that guy's name just so I could get like, okay, who's my favorite. Um, but I was really realizing how much that helps me with this. Like it really helps me the history of movies because these were the first comic book movies that they did with good. They now, we now have good graphics. We're going to get good actors. We're going to get and 1990 was, you know, Jack Nicholson and, Michael Keaton and uh, there's good actors and stuff. Tommy Lee Jones in the next one, but they weren't. They still have something to be desired. I feel like because they were more like cartoony. Still, they were very it, yeah colorful and cartoony. It, it was and, a transition. Batman before 1989 was Adam West in mm-hmm. everybody's mind. Adam West. Uh, the, they did Christopher Reeve Superman, and that was a big hit. But then there was four of them, and by the end of that fourth one, it was a joke. And yeah, it was ridiculous. No one. Uh, like it was such a big risky thing. Like the nerds at the time, which I was kind of one of, or I was just sort of getting into it. Uh, yeah. Like there was a lot of potential there for good stories, but it's just, could you get past the, the general public's uh, dismissal of all this stuff as dumb, hokey, old fashioned stuff. Yeah. And- so I, I just, I feel like it was a big step from, Maybe even Superman to Batman to like a little right. more realism, but then and then to like the X when the X Men started coming out, and then it was like realistic, and then the MCU, yeah, is just another level. Like we're on another level, yeah, and it's exciting. It's exciting to be in this time. I say that all the time. I know it's exciting to be able to be in a time where the stuff we thought was cool and we could imagine as kids or could see cartoons of or comics are now cool on screen and awesome. Like they, they're real cool. And see, like, and that's, that's the, that's the feeling you get as a nerd when you hear that a movie is coming out and then, and we, have, we it'll probably be a while before we actually do things like this. But actually when you go to the theater, you sit down and you watch it and you see it up on the big screen and you just like, you're blown away. You're like, wow, they're actually touching bases on something that actually happened in a book that I actually read that people just sit there right. and say it was the kids. <laughs> and like, look at all these adults in here watching this movie. And yeah, and they have the no idea what that shit is. We're like bringing it back to Thor. I think the beautiful thing is Thor and previous movies, what they've done is paid attention to the writing, they've paid attention to the casting, and they're bringing in not just people who read the comics, not just people who paid attention, but it's bringing everyone in. Like your mom's coming to the movie to watch Thor, your cousin's mm-hmm. coming, your brother's coming, your uncle. Like the whole family can go watch Thor, and everybody yeah. gets something out of Thor. 
uh, in the current movies in superhero land. So I yeah. think it was, you know, we talk about the MCU a lot, but they really were paying attention to like, wait, we don't have to market this to just one demographic of people. I like that you said that because I think Andy said something about how they've met, they messed up some movies in the past, how they, there was some marketing person who doesn't know anything about the characters. Like, like He-Man, like when they did He-Man with Dolph Lundgren, they screwed that up because they, they weren't true to the cartoon and everything. And they did all this stupid, I could just hear some marketing exec saying, no, we need to go to earth and have a little boy and you know, all this stupid shit. And so, but you're right, Tiff, like they, it's like, it's like a balance of things. Like they still kept it true, I guess, to the comic. You guys will tell me and stuff like that. And they appeased the nerds and then brought in the families and brought in everyone. And, it's very strategic, and I think there's some. You saying that is making me think of some notes I've made that I think, oh, I can see how you add this character to kind of help make it funny and pop culture and right. whatever. So, yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. I think yeah. that's a good point. And thank you for bringing it back to Thor. Uh, you're very masterful at it's that. What, you just I kinda... yeah. what I do, what I do. Although He Man is, is let's get back to the sort story. of similar to Thor. I, I just one thing about He Man, and then I'll go back to I'll start doing the history of Thor. Yeah, give us the history. Yeah. He Man is such a weird property because everything yeah. about it should like is there's a lot of stuff in there that it should be a mega blockbuster franchise already. Mm -hmm. It's got yeah. its swords and, and magic, yet technology and weird contraptions, machines, and a snake. Family, weird family relationships. Yeah, there's so much there that <laughs> it's just such a weird, uh, unique realm that it should be like a friend. It's just, it all comes down to the name of the main character is the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> and, it's so stupid. And the, the name of the show doesn't make any sense. He-Man yeah. and the Masters <laughs> of the Universe. That's the title. That's the trademark. That's the thing you have to sell. And it's the worst part of the whole thing. Well, so maybe He-Man was a bad example because that whole thing was just created to sell toys, right? It was done. Yeah, but, some marketing but, yeah. exec like, let's go He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And like, we'll just make a bunch of toys and each new character is Beast Man and Moss Man and Stinkor <laughs> and Trapjaw. Um, that movie was made in the 80s. So <laughs> He-Man, that was the last time He-Man could work as anything. But yes. uh, And they still screwed it up then. But I, I'm That's just fascinated by the fact that everything about the whole property, the whole franchise, it's yeah. like fantastically magic. Like Chronicles of Narnia, it should be of this massively built world, and it's just got the dumbest name, and they've not figured out a way to give it a better name. Well, you know, He-Man has also sort of become a big gay icon, oh, like really? in the gay community. Like, there's a whole, like, there's a whole website that's just like he-man with rainbows everywhere and and so i started watching it uh recently or re-watching the 80 they're all on youtube mm -hmm. and it's very gay like he's so he's so gay like he you know he you know he's very he's kind of effeminate when he's prince adam and then when he's he-man he's wearing furry underpants and i mean he looks like he's at a gay bar well and it's but he's like a hero you know and he's he's a naked hero and hooray <laughs> and like it's and then if you watch it with that mindset like everything becomes gay. Like beast man is, is like, Oh, it's, there's a whole thing. Um, that might and then be there's the like angle. These... 
that yeah. might be the angle that could make He-Man a viable name. Oh, it'd be so great. Like He-Man and Skeletor are former lovers or something, and then they're one's evil. And, <laughs> I don't know. I think that would be, they could do a real gay pride whole thing with that. I think it would be funny. I mean, fun and good and like heroes for, that'd be great. But you'll have your haters and all that stuff. Okay, let's get to the history of Thor. All right. Uh, well, uh, there, you know, Thor is a actual character in Norse mythology, so he's sure. thousands of years old, and most of this, like the backdrop of this movie, is based on actual Norse mythology. Uh, and is all that is he is he really the son of Odin and the brother of Loki, or is that just for the? Um, Loki's more like his evil step uncle, I think. Loki in the mythology is, I believe, like Odin's half brother or something like that. But uh and uh they've switched it around for Marvel. Uh but Stanley and Jack Kirby were both kind of into those uh their creators, Stanley and Jack Kirby, like basically the forerunners of all the Marvel universe are those two guys. Yeah. Um and they had created, even before this version of Thor debuted in 1962, uh, there was a, back before it was even Marvel Comics, when it was still Timely Comics in 1949, Stan Lee was writing this this romance comic called Venus that eventually evolved into sort of a science fiction horror thing, and he had a version of Loki and Thor that appeared in that, but that's not really considered Marvel canon. And uh, okay. Jack Kirby was working for DC Comics in 1957, and he did a version of Thor in a, in a series called Tales of the Unexpected, which is what most comics were called, something like that. Yeah, Tales of the Unexpected. I think I've seen those. Wait a minute, Jack Kirby, he's the guy that like he and he and Stanley created what Iron Man, I think, too. And, yeah, but he was he was in DC. He was DC before he was Marvel. Uh, I I think they you know they went back and forth. Like Marvel d- didn't. Uh, Marvel Comics was Timely Comics. I can't remember exactly when they switched, but uh, it wasn't a huge market. So I think whoever like they could do freelance contract work with either company at the time. Oh wow! Well, we'll do have to do an episode where we do like do the research and history of comics. And yeah, just, yeah. We'll, just that one. We'll episode. do that. I'm not going to little rust off of my professorship because we've been. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I mean we don't have to. You know, we don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole, but just right. give us like the overview of Thor. You're doing fine. Yeah, but but Thor in in mythology was like this big, bushy bearded, red haired, red bearded uh, Lord of Thunder, and was kind of the protector of, of realms and stuff. And he was actually on par, uh, like that time period I said, like in the late seven hundreds and early thousands. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was uh, considered a rival of Jesus Christ for like, the popularity of religion. Oh wow! Oh. Jesus versus time. Thor. Yeah, that's, that would be a great book. <laughs> that's the thing I'd like to see. Excuse me. <laughs> I do. I wonder if that exists anywhere. If not, I'm sure it, a I'm, comedy writer on that stat, I, and we, yes. we reserve. Uh, this is <laughs> it, it, would, it would be a comedy. All rights to that. It would be yes. a comedy. Yes, it, it would be a comedy. Yeah, yeah. Tiffany's right. She's right into the. That's the way to go. I wasn't thinking that until she said it, but. She's right. It's, yeah. Or it could just so, be a buddy like comedy G- between the two. They could be a buddy, right. Buddy like comedy. Jesus versus Santa Claus, but it's Jesus versus Thor. Yeah. Yeah, that would uh, totally be awesome. Um, and uh, let's see. 
uh, Thor proper first appeared in uh, Journey into Mystery number 83 from August of 1962. Uh, okay. Stanley kind of came up with the plot because like, he had just created the Hulk. And this is the quote from him uh, about why, how making Thor into a comic book character kind of came to him. It said, uh, how do you make someone stronger than the strongest person? Which is what the Hulk was. It finally came to yeah. me, don't make him human, make him a god. I decided readers were already pretty familiar with the Greek and Roman gods, so it might be fun to delve into the old Norse legends. And uh, besides, I pictured Norse gods looking like Vikings of old with flowing beards, horned helmets, and battle clubs. And uh, Journey into Mystery needed a shot in the arm, so I picked Thor to headline the book. Huh. And after writing an outline depicting the story and characters I had in mind, I asked my brother Larry, Larry Lieber, uh, to write the <laughs> script because I, he didn't have, I didn't have time. And it was only natural for me to assign the penciling to Jack Kirby, who is uh, fan like he's King Jack King Kirby is is how he's known because he was just so like crazy detailed and with like an amazing style that really projects like the big power fantasies that comic books are, and uh, he's so imaginative and so good at creating these crazy ass alien things. But he was a big fan of, of Norse mythology as well. Um, He's dead, right? Jack Kirby? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it really makes sense that these guys are fans of, mytho you know, all these stories because comic books didn't really exist. So they had to grow up on the closest thing before comic books, I guess, would be these legends and myth. You know, Greek mythology is, is kind of the same kind of thing. Yeah, there's a lot of that in, you know, like pulp stories. Well, I mean, they would have comic books, but, but their comic books weren't like superhero based it would be comic books yeah. based on actual people like billy the kid or uh oh yeah thomas yeah, edison or somebody you know well we'll have to we'll really have to delve into that because i don't i don't know that stuff yeah but all right I, tbj you said listen were you gonna say something oh i was just gonna say <laughs> uh, we were talking about um mythology and so another pin in my minute in my nerd hat I spent a lot of time fascinated by mythology in high school and studying the difference between Greek mythology and Roman mythology and mythology from the motherland. Like, I love mythology. So right now, I just want to say, me and Jack Kirby, we're homies for life. He's not here right now, but we're homies. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, he was legendary. Uh, he's basically the, he co-created Captain America. Stanley didn't even do that. Uh, oh. And so, like, so much of the Marvel and D even DC universes, he is the guy. Very much that, yeah. Yeah, so... I think Captain America is one of my favorite stories. Like, that story is cool to me. The frozen and ice thing. Like, I don't know. And the super serum. The super serum is cool. I'm good at the beginning of uh, Captain America. Outside of the movies, with when it's like talking about double agents and hydra I, i'm like wait what why do we do that to captain america that's another another story <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of those things yeah. where the comic yeah. industry felt like they need to like even I know, and again, I we, like we, that. which we we stop in andy's thor history thing i'm sorry but just yes, like, yeah. but like listen, real quick real quick like it's amazing to me is this Easter chicken material? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I was thinking about this. It's amazing to me watching things happen and how they involve S.H.I.E.L.D. 
Like, I mean, Agent yes. Sitwell is in this one. And it's almost like, wow. And in my head, the super nerdy, geeky me want to be like, that fucking bastard. But then other part of me is like, that's cool. This dude was like, the yeah. whole time, he's all like, under cold. So like, is that when it starts? You know, like, he's like Colton's boy. You know, and then look, look what he's going to do. But go on, Andy. I love, <laughs> I love how they, how they had, she, how they've made, she, I feel like S.H.I.E.L.D. is the, is the bridge to making all these comic movies realistic by making them a government bureaucracy. I love what they've done with it. I don't know if that's what it is in the comics, but it seems genius to me. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and the Jasper Sitwell, that that, uh, that character who is in which here. One, which one is he? The black guy with the glasses. The guy with the glasses that's in the Marvel Minute or Marvel, what's it called? The... Oh, did you watch like the Marvel one, one shot? The one shot, yeah. Because I have a lot. That's that's a big question. I was the one shot. I watched it. And I feel like you guys have already explained it to me, but I need it explained again. Apparently, so is that that's the guy from the one shot though? That's him, the guy with the glasses. Yeah, the bald guy. Okay, and uh, you know he he has a big role in Captain America: The Winter Soldier when you know all that stuff goes on. Spoiler alert! Yeah. yeah, don't spoil that for me. Are we jump, are we ready to jump into the movie now? Uh, well, I was. You got yeah, more history. I was, what else was I going to mention? Oh, there's there's some differences uh, between the movie and in the comics. Uh, Thor's mother is actually uh, Gaia, the Earth mother, sort of thing. Instead of uh, and it's not Renee Russo. No, Renee Russo's character <laughs> is, is basically a stepmother. Uh, Thor has a half brother named Balder the Brave that's not shown up in anywhere yet. Um, there's, uh, let's see the, the warriors three, his three buddies, the, uh, Fandral, yeah. Hogan and Volstagg, Volstagg. they're not based on <laughs> North mythology. They're just comic book buddies, childhood friends. Of what? Friends. But mean, they were in the comic, comic books. Book, you have to have buddies. You gotta, got, you gotta have homies yeah. to back you up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kirby's whole thing was like he knew the Thor legends very well, and he wanted to modernize them. He thought that would be a new thing that comics would do was to take all those old legends and modernize them with a comic book uh, feel to them. That was kind of the thing. And, okay, and, which uh, makes sense because it's like it's like a character that's royalty free that you can just take and use. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. You get your ideas forever. Uh, Jane Foster in the comics is uh, was just a nurse, as opposed to oh. an astrophysicist. And uh, because it's it's part and parcel with uh, the original okay. story that this is kind of adapting, but about uh, Odin teaching Thor humility. But the way okay. they did it in the comics is that uh, it was, he wasn't just thrown to Earth and sent to wander. He around. wasn't cast. He wasn't cast out. He kind of was, but it, it wasn't just as himself. He was taught by making him live the life of a guy named Donald Blake, who they name check oh. in this movie as yeah. yes, James Foster's ex. ex. I did, as, yeah. As the hot yeah, Natalie oh, okay. ex. That's yeah. a, You're answering so many questions now. Oh, yeah, he happened to have the name tag because their ex is close. Yeah, I've, I got all these questions. Okay, that answers Donald Blake. And that answers Jane Foster. Like, I didn't know she was a... I thought she was just made up for this movie. No, no. no, no. She was... Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> she like, was essential. Right, <laughs> essential. Easter chicken, so, right? 
<laughs> there you go. Yeah. No, no, that's actually spoiler. That should be a spoiler. That should be a spoiler. Well, in that case, I love. We just tell them she's essential to. to the then when, in that case, that makes her Easter chicken then. Yeah. Well, I love that they've modernized her from a nurse to a. Not that nurses. Hey, nurses are heroes. I'm not going to downplay nurses at all. Right. But uh, I like. A, but a woman being an astrophysicist is cool, you know, to kind of give little girls that. Just show them that they can be anything too, and it's also uh, brings it like tries to balance the whole magic craziness of Thor with like scientific reality. Mm. That was a big theme yeah. of this movie: is to I come from a world where they're one and the same. That that's yeah, I a way yeah, I like that angle. I like that angle where she. Why would she be out there in the sky? You know, and she's studying the sky, and she she's familiar with these things, and he's almost she's almost got it, and he points out like, you know, when he's drawing the picture i have problems with that scene because it just makes her look like a smitten little girl it's like she's a super genius like she i don't know so but that's anyway that's we'll get to that all right i'll just sum up the whole donald blake storyline because we're not getting that in the the mcu at all but it was kind of a a huge deal for a long time in comics was so he had to live as a mortal right yeah he had to live a whole man's life no, no memory of himself as thor he was just Donald oh. Blake. He was this guy who who lived his whole life. He had a had a bum leg. He was uh, sort of disabled, uh, and he, oh. he needed like a cane to get around. Uh, but he uh, learned humility, like how to deal with that, how, and he became a, a doctor. So he was a doctor, Donald Blake. He went to med school, did the whole thing. He had no idea who oh. he was until uh, apparently odin decided it was time to wake him up and sort of sent him a magical suggestion to go on vacation in norway where <laughs> he ran into an alien invasion from the uh <clears throat> the cronins also known as the stone men of saturn who we've seen <laughs> in the in future thor movies well we, oh, we've okay. gotten glimpses of them and uh we'll talk about that later oh but then he, okay. he got trapped in a cave where he found an enchanted cane, and when he hit it against a rock, it turned out, oh, this is actually Mjolnir in disguise, and he turned back into <laughs> Thor, and, and, and that's his hammer. he became kind of a, uh, the hero that way. Mjolnir is the hammer. Mjolnir okay. is the hammer. For those of us who are new to this whole thing, uh, he has a, the Even hammer has a name, and it's Mjolnir. And you just can't pronounce the word. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a lot of that. Weapons tend to have names. In uh, well, I love I love that the girl from uh, Two Girls in a Pizza Cup, uh, two broke girls, said, or two two broke girls in a cup. <laughs> no, no, girls, no, no, <laughs> two broke girls. I thought it was two broke girls on a pizza. Cat Nanny, uh, pizza. Yeah, Darcy. Uh, yeah, I love that. I love that she calls it meow meow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly the the best way to make fun of the name Mjolnir. Is like <laughs> yeah, Thor meow, says meow. it all majestically. Meow meow. What's meow meow? And she, yeah, I believe, was made funny. up for the movie. Yeah, that's why I think that she was kind of what I was referring to earlier about. They, I feel like they added that character to sort of give the 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 silly ones of us the dumb, you know, the the silly angle and like to bring it to reality and just like how ridiculous some of this bullshit is. But she's also funny and comedy relief, kind of, and and even like. I can picture a family going to see this and it's, you know, some of the kids are excited and some kids don't want to see this at all, but she would be for those, like she would be for my daughter. Like my daughter would like that girl's character, you know? And so she would bring that, you know, kind of for the people who aren't into nerd stuff, maybe kind of, I think. So I, 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 at first I was, 
I was right away when it opened up. I was like, why are why are these why are these two girls in pretty girls in this movie? This is is this is this ruining the movie? Like our nerds mad because they're they're dumb and it's not part of it. But now you're telling me Jane is part of Thor. Absolutely. And Jane is the but major love made interest up. for like I think got married to Donald Blake. Because after after yeah, that no whole idea. thing, he had the enchanted cane. He could switch back and forth between Donald Blake and Thor. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, like, he had a secret identity as Donald okay. Blake, and he lived that life. I had no idea. I had no idea he had a, a fake thing. But I guess that would make sense for her to be a nurse. How else would he have met her? That makes sense. I had no idea that was in the comics. No idea at all. That was wow, in the comics for I'm a really long learning. while. And then eventually... Wow. There was another, like, then he did, I eventually just kind of abandoned the whole Donald Blake thing and just was Thor all the time. But then he got a different secret identity as, like, a construction worker. And well, th- now that you're telling me all this, shit, I think that's genius the way they worked that in oh, uh, without doing that way. Say, if not gonna... Just wait, because we haven't even given you the biggest piece of her. At oh, my all. gosh. <laughs> and I think it's going to blow your mind, but we're not going to talk about okay. it. <laughs> Yeah. That's, oh man. That's, okay. So I gotta yeah. wait. Yeah. That's. Okay. I think we're gonna see that in Thor four. Yeah. If, if I, you're talking I, about I, what um, I think you're talking oh, about. Oh. Oh, I've heard. I think out of it. It is coming in in the next one. Oh, I wonder if I can guess. Yeah, because I've heard. I've heard people having. Rum- I think I've overheard people saying, "Is Natalie Portman gonna be this superhero? Right? She turns into a superhero. Is that what we're gonna say? Maybe. Well, at, uh, you don't have to tell me. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. At San Diego Comic-Con, she came out, uh, and she wasn't in Thor 3s, and like there was kind of a falling out after Thor 2 between uh, because she signed on because they had actually art. We're talking about Wonder Woman versus Thor. Patty Jenkins, the director of the two Wonder Woman movies, was originally supposed to direct Thor 2. And then Natalie Portman signed on was very excited to have a female director on that. And then something happened where she got let go. And Natalie Portman was kind of mad about that and didn't really like how Thor 2 turned out, as a lot of people didn't. And uh, so everyone thought, all right, she's done with the MCU. She's mad, blah, blah, blah. But then they brought her back out when they announced Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Uh, oh. Thor 4. And, oh. and she didn't say anything. All she did was pick up the hammer. Yep. Okay. So, <laughs> that, I love wait. the lady heroes. Yeah. I like okay. And, and then the nerds went apeshit. I am totally blown away at all the stuff I'm learning tonight. This is crazy because I did realize that sometimes I can just look. I can just look these things up yeah. and find out stuff. But I I choose to learn from you guys <laughs> uh, because it's fun this way. That you know to. You know, everyone can hear me learn this stuff, but I'm really, and then you can also I'm you can really, also ask questions too because like it's 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 yeah. nice to look things up, but then when you can have a discourse about those things, it makes yeah. it you know pressure. Oh yeah, trust me, that's what my whole life has been. Even if I look something up, then I call Andy and be like, okay, <laughs> what the hell? I read this. What? Is, tell me that, and then he gives the like the in depth nerd background. It's kind of why we started this, but man, I'm really blown away. I mean, I totally thought. I thought this was just a way to get Natalie Portman in the movie. Like I, no. I told, I totally thought they just made up a character storyline, uh, and Natalie Portman was brought in because she's a good actress to bring realism and stuff to this, and she was a made up character. And I'm a couple of my first notes were like, "So are you guys pissed that they made up this Jane <laughs> character?" You know, I can't believe that's a. It's a. I'm blown away. I had no idea. Uh, uh, to be fair, no, I don't no. know. 
I don't know enough about comics Jane Foster to know how much, how accurate the movie version, I mean, aside yeah, from changing her profession, sure. I don't know really how much of comics Jane Foster is in there other than the name, right. but uh, like that's just like Jack Kirby was modernizing the old legends. The movies are modernizing Jack Kirby's legends. Well, yeah, that, well, that's just it. I mean, it can only be so realistic written in the 60s or so relevant today written in the mm-hmm. 50s or 60s. You know, you're going to make it, a, you know, a woman in 2011 is going to be different than a woman in 1960 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> um, so I don't, I, I'm not too worried about if it's exactly like a comic, but just the fact that it's a character and that Donald Blake, Blake background that blows my mind. I had no idea. I, I did write down like, what's this Donald Blake thing? It's got to be. I know it's something. Yeah, that's like, that's, definitely was, something. that's an Easter chicken. That's yep. uh... that's an Easter chicken. <laughs> wow, I totally. I yeah. I was I was gonna guess that it was another superhero. Like it was gonna be somebody else or something. It's gonna come in. And he's a he's a bad guy that shows up and fights the world. But one thing about <laughs> all of these movies, somewhere like something like if you see something. That like catches your mem- catches your eye, and you're like, hmm, I wonder if this could be nine out of ten times. It is something, you know. It, it's it, like, something, yeah. yeah it's something like, yeah. like, like you like even just watching certain, like, oh look, why is this Bank of America sitting right here? Why is this Seven Eleven sitting right here? And this <laughs> town is fake. It's like you like certain things. Like, okay, this has there has to be a reason for them putting it there, and like, it's up to you to to catch it, you know. Product placement. Yeah. But I think, and I think Product I mentioned this before, it's one of my favorite things about these movies is when these chickens happen and you know you're like, oh, yeah, oh. Right. like while you're watching it, it's one of my favorite. And it's not just in superhero movies. I find more people are doing it now in modern mm-hmm. movies where they, especially if it was like a novel adaptation of a movie, I find them dropping little pieces. All about that the callback. You know if you did the thing and you're like, oh. Like, it honestly is one of my favorite things to go. And then chuckle to myself, like, back in the day when we were allowed in movie theaters, I'd be like, <laughs> wait. <laughs> and I yeah. think when I went to watch uh, Black Panther, I w- went solo, and I was just sitting next to these random ladies, and they were talking. I was like, ladies, wait a moment. Wait a I told them a couple times. Are so you... by the end of the movie, they were like, we're not going to move until she gets up, because something else is coming. And I was like, You've learned. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's awesome. Well, yeah. that's exactly Tiff. That's exactly why I wanted to do this podcast because I'm never in on that stuff and I catch it and I'm at these movies and every nerd is like, Oh, yeah, I remember episode, you know, number four eighteen and oh I knew it was gonna be whatever. Uh and, you're like, what and the I'm never in on that. About? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly that. I'm always like, What's the whispering about? Why I want in on this uh, right. without having to do the work. Right. I want in on. I want the Cliff's Notes version from you nerds, so I don't have to. I don't have the background, and you can just fill me in. And Andy's always been that guy. Like I've gone to see a few movies uh, when we were younger with him, and then I would just be like, "You need to sit Andy, there next to him and ask him questions why the movie was going well, on." Did you? I I would do that. Star Wars and uh, but and Andy was. I gotta say, Andy, you're very patient because. <laughs> My son does that to me now, and it drives me fucking nuts. Because I, well, maybe half the time because I don't know, but also I'm like, I don't know. I'll have to ask Andy. I don't know. I still don't know. I don't know these things. But he's and it, but he's starting to get. He's already turning around on me. He already knows more about Star Wars than I think I do. He's like a prequel nut. Like he thinks the prequels are great. 
Uh, he like he, yeah. He, yeah, he thinks that, he thinks the third prequel is better than the first. Like, what? But and then he knows all these ins and outs about who's what and what Gungans did, whatever. <laughs> I can't remember what my point is, but um oh that he drives me nuts. Like I always have Your to Your point is you were very blessed with a great brother who was <laughs> yes. kind and patient and you will buy him his favorite drink in the near future. That was your <laughs> I will, Andy, because you yeah, I, I can really tell now you've been so patient with me <laughs> asking you all these questions. Cause I mean, it's been since any of these movies came out. Um that yeah. So listening to your questions about nerd stuff is like the bottom level of patience I've needed with you. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I guess that's yeah. You 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 would much rather talk about nerd stuff than get spit in your mouth. Yeah. Or, uh, wow. Uh, that's a whole other story from when we were. Or <laughs> everything on your dresser put in your bed right before you're getting ready for bed. Like your, <laughs> your lamps. Like Andy would go to take a shower at night before bed, and then I would take his lamps. Off his dresser, everything off his dresser, and put it in his bed under his covers. So that when he got ready to get in bed, he's got to put everything away. And uh, so, <laughs> while he was kind, sweet, and caring, you were you were a jerk. So, yeah, in, yes. in retrospect, Andy Score and your Loki. Yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah, I guess. There you go. I think. I, well, you know, can you blame me? My dad was a frost giant. What are you going to do? <laughs> Is that your excuse? What are you going to do? I couldn't help myself. Yeah, my real dad was a frost giant. I can't help. <laughs> Nerds roll. Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> my glasses are broken. My pocket is protected. Hey. About the president no more But evidently they don't see we in the streets still poor Still more incarceration of my kinsmen by the prisons And people thinking this election to end it racism Proud of a pessimism, glad to see Obama But don't expect me not to speak out when I still see problems The Nerd School Podcast Nerd School is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network Powered by Ortho Carolina now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved.